Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Mornings. Uh, Our next guest is uh, the best in the business when it comes to uh, NBL analysis. His name is Liam Santamaria. And he's been good enough to give us a few minutes of his time this morning. Liam, good morning. Good morning, Josh. Good to be with you, mate. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Uh, what's happening at the moment? I noticed I was, I'm a big fan of NBL overtime. I noticed, a, uh, well, the seat wasn't vacant, but it felt vacant because of uh, your absence. <laughs> so you're AWOL. What are you up to uh, at the moment? I'm in the nation's capital. It's a beautiful morning here in Canberra. Um, I've actually just pulled over uh, five minutes away from from landing at the AIS. I'm up here watching um, the Basketball Australia National Performance Camp. Um, so the, some of the top young talent in the country, a three-day camp, um, athletes born in, in 2006 and 2007. So, look, they're a couple of years away from, from potentially stepping on the NBL hardwood. But um, we're tracking these kids closely. Heaps of really, really great talent on display and um, just keeping a close eye on them all. And you're a man of many talents. Of course, we, we know your work uh, in the commentary booth uh, on uh, ESPN and, and, and Peach and those uh, types of things. But also, you're the GM of Next Stars Recruitment. So to me, and I've been following along with the uh, Bronny James Jr. story, that would lead me to think you are the primary uh, man in charge of luring the young gun. Well, let's see if we can get it done. Hey, Josh, uh, we're up against some pretty stiff competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know he's um, you know he's a man in demand. The the McDonald's All American uh, players were uh, announced last night, named last night, and and he was one of those one of those players. He's the only one who's still uncommitted as to what he's going to be doing next year. And look, we know that um, you know he's got some some great opportunities at the collegiate level. There's reporting that he's narrowed his choices down there to Oregon and Ohio State and USC. Um, but look, we also offer a really great pro option as well. It's a proven pathway. We've seen uh, it work for players from the States. Lamelo Ball is a mm. spectacular example. We've seen it work for guys here in Australia, Josh Giddy, of, of course, and, and also players from elsewhere around the world. Rayan Rupert is, is doing great things uh, as a French teenager for the New Zealand Breakers right now so it's a, it's a proven pathway it's an option and um you know we've certainly reached out and uh, wouldn't it be an amazing thing to see him it's a it's a long shot it's the longest of long shots josh but you got to be in it to win it you got to have a uh, ticket in the lottery otherwise you can't win uh, what sort of a player how 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 would you describe him I'm, you probably haven't been able to scout him as closely as you would like to to give a uh, an overview, but what what type of player is he? Looks like he's got a nicer stroke than the old man, which is saying something because his old man's going to be the uh, all time leading scorer at some point. But he looks like he can shoot the three. Clearly, incredibly athletic, doing some amazing dunks in games. So, what type yeah. of player uh, does he look like becoming? Yeah, I mean, he's a playmaking wing. Um, you know, he's uh, he's a sort of a a two predominantly. But um, I tell you, you know, like he's got a really really intriguing skill set, and he has. 
um, vaulted himself up into pro considerations over the past 12 months. Now, you know he was always going to get looks and opportunities as the son of, of LeBron, but, man, his game has really developed over the past 12 months. He's, his um, athleticism has really started to pop. He's soaring above the rim now at every opportunity. As you say, he can really shoot the ball, but, um, you know, his ability to impact the game defensively, to play make and set up his teammates. Like, he's the man at his school right now, Sierra Canyon, uh, doing really good things, and he's he's vaulting up the rankings. As I said, he's a McDonald's All-American now. So, look, there were some question marks maybe, you know, nine, 12 months ago about a hold-on. Like, is it is it the real deal that he could potentially play in the NBA? But, man, he's taken some big leaps over that period of time, and, um, you know, he's a fascinating prospect. He certainly is, and uh, we look forward to following his progress, hopefully, here in the NBL. Who knows? You've got to be in it. Uh, to win it. Melbourne United, uh, they are, I want to talk about them because to me, they look like the most informed team in the competition. Uh, you know, winning 10 of their past 12 speaks for itself, but they are a deep squad. They're, they're versatile. Ray John Tucker looks like he stepped up and become that alpha for them. Marcus Lee has added so much. And I spoke to Dean Vickerman on this program uh, a few days ago, and he spoke about the ability to have an import who you don't don't need to have to run things for and have to have things go through him is so valuable. So what have you seen from Melbourne United across these past couple of months? Well, they've been one of the hottest teams in the league, arguably the hottest um, since they they started to turn their season around. Um, And it's been really fascinating because they had, they had a really disrupted start to the season. Uh, They had their group together. They had their, their squad. I, I had high expectations of them. We know Dean Vickerman is a, sensational coach, three-time championship winner. Melbourne United's never missed the playoffs which with him at the helm. Um, but then they suffered some big setbacks. Ariel Hook-Porty, who was going to be their starting centre, goes down with the snap Achilles. And then Shailili's concussion issues were um, were underway, and, and he was missing a big chunk of games at the start of the season. So they didn't have their starting point guard, didn't have their starting centre, so their roster was all out of whack. Uh, Xavier Atame starting at the one, and they had, um, you know, Isaac Humphreys. They had to really expedite his um, advancement into the season after, you know, coming back from injury. It was all a bit out of whack and they weren't winning games. So then they changed things up from an import perspective. They bring in Marcus Lee and say, all right, he's our starting centre. Um, and uh, Shea Yilly made his way back into the lineup eventually. And that's when things really started to turn around. And if you look at it from a Dean Vickerman or a front office perspective, you say, well, great. I mean, that's the roster. That's the kind of team that we thought we were going to get when we put it together. Um, and they've been steamrolling their way back into the season and then towards the playoffs right now. They've got a really good mix. Ratan May is off the bench. Is What a spark plug and a, and a weapon he is. And you're right, Ray John Tucker, midway through the season, made some adjustments to the way he was approaching things, and he's been destroying uh, opponents ever since. The big question for me now... Cup two games remaining in the regular season and and possibly um, you know an appearance in that playing tournament. How do they go without Shayili? Now mm. I, I haven't seen any official word from Melbourne United. Did, did Dean Vickerman speak he, to you about? Yeah, Shayili? he just kind of mentioned concussion, uh, mm. which I think is that's a second concussion for the season. Am I? I, I think a, it's a third. Third. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that that makes it even more serious and. Um, yeah, I'd imagine I'd imagine that uh, we won't see him. We certainly won't see him for sort of the next few days. But 
yeah. uh, three concussions. We've seen what's been happening across the world. So I guess they nearly need to plan for life without Shaili. And if he returns, that's a bonus, right? 100%. I, I would be sh- Honestly, I'd be shocked if we saw him on the court again this season mm, from, yeah. a, from a player welfare perspective. Yep. So yep. We, we've seen how important he is to that group as, the, as a, as a um, point of attack defensively, um, as a guy who sets up his teammates and get Chris Golding the rock early in games and gets him going. So how does it go now without Shaili? Their record without him this season isn't pretty. And, um, you know, they, they've you know got some big games ahead of them in these next couple of weeks. I most certainly do. Another team who I want to talk about who have who have made changes to the roster and not necessarily the ones we all thought sitting on the sidelines thought they would. We thought the Perth Wildcats might add some size and mm. some rebounding, but they're all in on scoring. They're all in on speed. They're all in on shooting the rock. And Ty Webster mm. adds another punch, doesn't he? Another element to that playmaking uh, three-headed monster they've now got with Bryce Cotton, his brother Corey and Ty. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're a scoring machine. That team right now. Um, yeah, just putting up massive amounts of points. And you're right. That, that they sort of lent in to their strength. Mm. Um, we've been talking about how poor they are defensively, how poor they are on the defensive glass. And um, you know, Ty Webster was available. They they backed into Sean Thomas and Brady Manick. Those guys have been really good in the second half of the season. They bring Webster in and they shorten their rotation and they say, hey, listen, we're going to put a whole bunch of points on the board. So as a result, right now, uh, you know, a couple of weeks out from the end of the regular season, they lead the league in offensive efficiency and they're last defensively. <laughs> <laughs> so the numbers back up what we're seeing on the floor and um, it's, it's an interesting situation because, you know, they had that three-game winning streak recently gave up 90-plus points mm. in every one of those games, but they won them all. So, um, you know, the ability to just outscore their opponents, but then they come to Southeast Melbourne, they got beasted on the glass, they couldn't keep them out of the paint, uh, they were giving up open shots on the perimeter, and, they, and the Phoenix put 112 on the board, so you're not going to beat a team if they're scoring that much. I don't think the Wildcats can win the title, playing this way. You just don't see that in the NBL. Mm. A team giving up 90-plus points every game, um, winning enough in the cut and thrust of the postseason. But, boy, I tell you what, they're very fun to watch in the meantime. They are. They're very fun to watch. The real deal, John, really, he's uh, he's all in on the offensive end. Uh, A couple of quick ones before we go. And a really serious and scary incident uh, was reported across the uh, earlier parts of the week with Harry Froling. Uh, suffering a, a, an att- or from an attack in in the early hours of the morning, and and we've read all about that. So uh, everyone's thoughts are with Harry and 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 the Brisbane Bullets at the moment. Big time! What a what a horrible thing to happen! Um, disgusting, disgraceful thing to happen. And you're right, our, our thoughts are with Harry. He's um, there's a man. There's been some fascinating reporting, some really detailed reporting about what happened, but there's still a lot of questions to be mm. answered about what's taken place here and how it was how it was able to happen um, the way that it did. But the, the bottom line is that, you know, Harry's had to have emergency surgery mm. um, and, uh, you know, he's reportedly in a stable condition. But, man, our thoughts are with him and, and his family now and are hoping for a speedy and, and full recovery. Um, and, you know, we condemn, obviously, I condemn, I think the entire NBL community, I really, I think the entire wider community condemns that type of, 
type of violence, no place for it. And, and hopefully Harry can pull. He's not going to play again this season, but hopefully he can pull through okay and, and uh, you know, get back to full health. Absolutely echo those thoughts. Quick one, Liam, before we let you go. A uh, big game tonight, South East Melbourne Phoenix hosting uh, the Taipans, the Snakes. Just keep on keeping on. Uh, who do you think will be winning this one? Massive game. Oh, boy, huge, huge game. You talk about the race for top two. If Cairns lose this, man, New Zealand will be licking their chops yep. at the opportunity to maybe get in there. Um, and if South and, and with that type of result, then it puts the pressure on Melbourne United, Tasmania, these other teams in terms of that race for the top six. So that would be a massive result if the Phoenix can get up without Ryan Brockoff. Um, but if it flips the other way, man, all right, you could probably start to lock Cairns into that top two spot. And, geez, Phoenix are going to have a hard time to make the playoffs. So a, a game with huge ramifications tonight. And I think with so much on the line, at their their you know their home facility there at the State Basketball Centre, the Phoenix, with a raucous home crowd. Even without Ryan Brockoff, I think they're going to get up. I like it. I like it. Liam Santa Maria, uh, we thank you very much for your time. Good luck up there in Canberra, and we look forward to seeing you back on the screens uh, across the NBL networks uh, very soon. Cheers, Josh. Good to chat. There's Liam Santa Maria. We'll be back on the other side with all your calls, all of your texts, and the main man. Uh, the best voice in racing, the best character in racing, Wayne Hawks, to join us after 10.